You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we have a special message in store for you. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today. Good morning, everyone. So glad you could join us today for our celebration of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Easter Sunday morning, what a special time it is. Let's begin with a reading of a portion of Scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm going to start with verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain, and our faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead raise not. For if the dead raise not, then Christ is not raised. And if Christ be not raised, our faith is in vain, and we are yet in our sins. That they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, are perished. If in this life only we have hope, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll begin our service here this morning. Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we're so thankful for the celebration that we are about to experience in our worship of the risen Savior today. As we come together, even though we're in our respective places, our hearts are united in praise and adoration and appreciation for all that you have done for us in sending your only begotten Son that we might live through him. So Father, as we enter into uh, this worship hour, may you be honored and glorified and pleased with everything that is said and done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Right now we're going to uh, sing congregationally one of the favorite Easter songs, Because He Lives. And what I want you to do as we sing this song, I want you to participate with us, even though maybe you're there in your home with your family or you're watching individually. I want you to sing along with us this beloved song, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow.
I'd like you to take your Bible with me and turn to Matthew chapter 27. In just a moment, we're going to hear a song written by Ron Hamilton called The Shadow of the Cross. We have a quartet that will be singing this amazing song for us. And I want to read this passage of Scripture just to prepare our hearts for that song. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and the elders and the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when, he had, when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. The chief priests took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and brought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver and the price of him that was valued, whom they, the children of Israel, did value, and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord appointed me. And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. They had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why, what evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made. He took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be upon us and our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit upon him and took a reed and smote him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to be crucified. The Shadow of the Cross. Thank you. 
streets were lined with people, the crowd was pressing in. Then Jesus fell exhausted as their hatred fell on him. His cross was rough and heavy. I witness love's great cost as I followed Christ up Calvary's hill. In the shadow of the cross, in the shadow of the cross, the soldiers did their duty with coldness on each face. Christ offered them forgiveness as the strikes were. I will live to serve my loving Christ in the shadow of the cross. Reminds me of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14 through verse 15. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. I will live to serve my loving Christ. Back to Matthew chapter 27, and we'll pick up where we left off in verse 32. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were come into the place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. 
And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there, and set upon his head his inscription written, This is Jesus the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, This man calleth for Elijah. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be. Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain, from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many dead bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Now our quartet will sing for you a song that is why he came, written by Brent Bedwell. May the Lord use this song to speak into each and every one of our hearts. did cry, remember me, for paradise he soon would see, eternal life from God he claimed, he came to die, that's why he came, 
forsaken by his God above. The Father turned because he loved. T'was in that cause the greatest pain. He came to die, that's why he came. From death he He came to die. That's why he came. Romans 6, 23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's why he came. Matthew chapter 27 as we continue reading the Easter story. We'll begin with verse 57. And when evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body of Jesus to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the scepter, sepulcher, and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. Now the next day that followed, the day of preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away, and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead, so that the last heir shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Chapter 28. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him did the keepers shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear ye not, for ye know that ye for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring the disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they, that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into the mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. 
And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. At this time, we're going to sing the congregational song, Calvary's Blood. So let's all join together. What a wonderful song. We're now going to have another special by the quartet, and they're going to sing for us, Christ the Lord is risen today. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia. Sons of men and angels say, and triumphs high. Alleluia. Sing ye hands and earth reply. Alleluia. Lives again our glorious King. Alleluia. Where Fall. 
Again, we're going to sing another congregational song. Worship the Lord, the risen Savior from your heart, as we sing, Up from the grave He arose. Well, we've had a wonderful time of reading the Easter story and worshiping the Lord through some amazing music and special music. And I want to just leave you with some thoughts here before we conclude the service today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important doctrine in all the Word of God. It is absolutely foundational to our Christian faith. As we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there, there is no gospel. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then He was not the Son of God, nor could He be the Savior of the world. And yet Romans chapter 1 says that He is declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. And then Paul states, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone. Notice that phrase, everyone that believeth. The resurrection is the gospel message. In Acts chapter 17, we find that throughout the book of Acts, the apostles went forth, preaching the gospel. And it says here in Acts chapter 17, verse 1 through verse 3, 
Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, and it came to Thessalonica, where was a synagogue of the Jews, and Paul, after his manner was, went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the Scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. He is the Messiah, the promised one, the gospel, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. After the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the early church began to worship no longer on the Sabbath day or Saturday, but they began to worship on Sunday, upon the first day of the week, or what they called the Lord's Day. In Acts chapter 20, it says this, And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Now, don't ever complain about how long your preacher preaches. But it was the first day of the week that the church gathered together for doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and verse 2, it says, Upon the first day of the week that every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him. So their tithes and offerings were collected there on the first day of the week during their Sunday worship service. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10, it says, And I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Think of that. John, while exiled to the island of Patmos with no one else to worship with, still took the Lord's day to worship his risen Savior. And he said, while he was worshiping, while he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, he heard behind him a great voice as of a trumpet, and the revelation was given to him. Every Sunday that the church gathers together to worship is really a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's not, let's not ever forget that. Now, because of this coronavirus, we are all gathering together, but in our separate places. We are live streaming our service this morning. But haven't we been able to collectively worship our Lord and Savior? The Word of God tells us that God has made a way possible for all men to be saved. That's what Easter is all about. It is all about the gospel. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. He died for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto, Paul says, I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. Some men count slackness but his long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Easter story, the gospel, is for everyone. Jesus is the only way of salvation. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, it states, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. God did not provide many ways for man to be saved. He provided one way for man to be saved, and that was through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Think about that. Of all the religions in the world, there is only one way to God, and that is through His Son, the Lord Jesus. 
That's what Easter is all about. We go back a week uh, to Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is what we call the triumphal entry of Christ as he presents himself uh, to Israel as their Messiah. And I'd just like to read to you a portion of, of what happened a week ago. And he brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes. And they set him thereon, set Christ on this colt, the fold of an ass. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Think of that here. As he's riding on this small donkey, they are throwing their coats out before him in the road. And they cut down branches of trees or palm trees and they're laying the branches out and they strewed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before him followed crying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, they cried. Very hard to believe that only a few days later, the same crowds that cried Hosanna would cry crucify him. We will not have this man to rule over us. We have no king but Caesar. As they were given the opportunity to embrace Jesus as their Savior and Lord, their hearts became hard and they turned against him. As I thought about that and pondered on that for a moment, this song came to my mind, what will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus today? You have an opportunity here on Easter Sunday, and you will make a decision today. Either you will make a decision to embrace the Savior or to reject the Savior as they did at this time. But what will you do with Jesus Listen to the song. Jesus is standing in Pilate's hall, friendless, forsaken, betrayed by all. Hearken what meaneth the sudden call. What will you do with Jesus? Will you evade him as Pilate tried, or will you choose him whate'er betide? Vainly you struggle from him to hide. What will you do with Jesus? Will you, like Peter, your Lord, deny or will you scorn from his foes to fly, daring for Jesus to live or die? What will you do with Jesus? Jesus, I give thee my heart today. Jesus, I'll follow thee all the way, gladly obeying thee. Will you say, this I will do with Jesus? And then the chorus. What will you do with Jesus? Neutral, you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, listen, what will he do with me? Jesus Christ was God's only and perfect sacrifice for the sins of the human race. He became sin for us. He became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. He was that sacrificial lamb, John said, that taketh away the sins of the world. When you come to know and love the Lord Jesus in a personal way and accept Him as your Savior, there is a joy that God gives you, the Bible talks about as a, as a joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's the joy of salvation. It's the, it's the joy of knowing that you're forgiven. It's the joy of knowing that the guilt of sin has been removed. It's the joy of knowing that heaven is your eternal home and that Christ is your Savior. Along with that joy, there's a song that God puts within your heart. Psalm 40 says this, He brought me up out of a horrible pit, that pit of sin and condemnation. Out of the miry clay, He set my feet upon a rock. 
He established my goings, and he hath put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and shall fear, and shall trust in the Lord. As a Christian, as a believer in the Lord Jesus, God has given us a wonderful privilege uh, along with a responsibility to preach the gospel, the Bible says, to every kindred, tongue, people, and nation. In 2 Corinthians, he tells us that we are ambassadors for Christ. We call this the Great Commission. We read it in Matthew chapter 28 as we concluded the Easter story. I want you just for a moment to think of the prophet Isaiah, who 700 years before the coming of Christ prophesied who Christ was, when and where Christ would be born, told us that he would be born of a virgin and that his name would be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. He foretold that this Christ would live a sinless life, would be crucified, would be buried in a borrowed tomb, and would gloriously rise from the dead. He also promised that this risen Savior would one day return to the earth to set up His kingdom in which He would rule as King of kings and Lord of lords. But before God could use Isaiah to proclaim that gospel message, Isaiah had to come to the point in his life where he was willing to be used by the Lord in this way. So God asked Isaiah a question, and Isaiah responded. The question is this, whom will I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I send me. And then the Lord responds back to Isaiah, and he said, go and tell the people. I would like to ask you a question today. Will you go and tell the people? If you've been with us for the past hour, you've heard the Easter story. Most of you, this story was not unfamiliar to you. You could tell the Easter story to anyone. So the, I would like to ask you the same question. Let the Lord ask Isaiah, will you go and tell the people? Paul said in Romans chapter 10, how shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Every one of us are to be preachers of the Easter story. How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings of good things. How shall they preach except they be sent? The Great Commission. We have all been commissioned. We have all been asked that question, will you go? and tell the people. May we answer that in the same way that Isaiah did. Here am I, O Lord, send me. Yes, one day He is coming as the King of kings and Lord of lords, and we have the account of that in the book of the Revelation. In just a moment, the group is going to come and they're going to close with a song, Is He Worthy? It's a powerful song. It's a very worshipful song. But the answer to that is yes. He is worthy. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. And I saw in the right hand of Him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. 
And I saw a strong angel proclaim with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seal thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth nor under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed, to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made unto us our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld... And I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. In just a moment the group will sing, Is he worthy? Yes, he is worthy. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of us giving our lives to him as a living sacrifice. If you're, if you're listening here today and you've heard the gospel message and you have never personally asked the Lord Jesus to come into your heart to forgive you of your sin and give you eternal life, would you repent of your sin right now and call upon him to save you? If you believe that Christ died for your sins, that he was buried and that he rose again for your redemption, why don't you accept that gift of salvation. At this time, the group is going to come and they're going to sing for us. And I think it would be a wonderful thing, even while they're singing this song, if you would just give your heart and your life to Christ today. Thank you for joining us. Do you feel the world is broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. And do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Is all creation groaning? Is a new creation coming? And is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? 
the Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? Father truly love us? Does the Spirit move among us? And does Jesus our Messiah hold forever those He loves? Does our God intend to dwell again with us? Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. From every people and tribe, Every nation and tongue, he has made us a kingdom and priest to God to reign with the Son. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.